Hey Pene, this is Reena Deepthi Anabil and you're listening to the Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect, the podcast where each and every week I explore different aspects of womanhood. The podcast where I speak to fierce and fabulous females who are all game changers in their own way. This episode is about sisterhood. It's about challenge and growth and it's about women supporting women. My guests today are Kiran Kaur Kondal and Simran Kaur Neoti, two of the Killy girls. They're about to embark on an epic adventure and they're doing it with their tribe, their girl squad, their sisterhood. So I'm about to find out a little bit more about this adventure and what it means to them. Hi ladies. Welcome to the Hi. sisterhood. How are you? <laughs> it's really good to have you on and, and um Right, let's just get straight into it. Your forthcoming adventure. Tell me about it. So, Sim, shall I go? Yeah, go on, Kira. So, we are um, on Thursday this week. It feels so crazy that we're even saying that on Thursday. We are a group of 13 South Asian women and we are going to be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. We start our climb on the 13th of August we fly out on Thursday and we are the first ever all South Asian female group to be doing this hike and because because we are the first we had to be seen so we are also taking a film crew with us we are we have the award-winning Remeth Riot, who is recording our documentary, and she will be coming with us to document our highs, our lows, our wins, and we hope that this will enable other women, mums, business owners, um, young professionals to kind of follow suit uh, and go and do something for themselves that actually isn't something that people of colour, women of colour tend to do. So, um, Let's break some boundaries. Exactly. Let's do it. I'm I'm so happy that you're doing it and I'm so excited for you guys as well. How are you feeling? Simran, you tell me, how are you feeling? A little bit nervous, to be fair. As the time gets nearer, I think a lot of us have been feeling really emotional about it. Um, I think there was a lot of panic around like the packing and making sure that we had everything as well. <laughs> um, but it's been really good, like as in all of the ladies have just supported one another. We're all going through something, but it's just amazing to see how each and every single one of us have like just been there for one another, being a sounding voice, being there to support, um, even when it comes to things like buying things and stuff like that. We've all just been there to give each other the advice and that push. And I, just for me, because as I'm the youngest in the whole group, <laughs> So I look up to all the ladies in here who like are so strong um, and they've just like the way that they've done it like with their kids as well um, having them and like families look after and stuff like that. I've struggled being single living at home um, but I like hats off to the women that have got kids and families and are like leaving them and still managing to do all of this stuff as well so um, yeah. Kieran, I can see you're getting emotional about it. Is it is it the whole, is it leaving the family or just everything? Is it overwhelming? Um, I think we've been waiting for over, <laughs> we've been waiting for over a year. And now that it's finally come here. And I think 
I've been part of like the fundraising team. And I think it's just a lot of it is gratitude. Um, and I was just I was speaking to Rapinda yesterday and I said, um, I kept saying to everyone, yeah, do you know what? We're going to make this bigger. We can do this. But internally, I was almost playing so small and saying, oh, um, do you think, Kieran, do you think we can raise this money? And I think just having hit 50,000, like, I'm just, I'm so blown away. And some of the messages that are coming through, um, you know, we're so, like, the younger generation, like, firstly, like, I'm, my biggest issue is people calling me auntie because <laughs> I'm not an auntie yet. You're not an auntie. If you're an auntie, I'm an auntie. <laughs> But it's it's messages that are just saying like, you know, auntie, we're so proud of you. We're, you know, like, if you can do this, we can do this. And to be able to be seen and to be visible for for all the right reasons, that is powerful. And that is, um, you know, like, most, I'm, I'm first generation immigrant. Um, and I think growing up, our parents were very much about just hide, be the shadows, don't be seen, don't attract too much attention to yourself. And what we're doing right now is the opposite of that. We are being visible. We are shouting off the rooftops, like, look at us, look what we're doing. And none of this is about ego. None of this is about, you know, we about us being top trumps. It's not about that. It's just about the legacy this will leave behind for our daughters In one of the promotional videos, one of the little girls says, one of our daughters actually says, if my mum can climb Kilimanjaro, then I can do Everest. I saw that. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, you can right, climb Everest, you know. And this is so, like, the power behind this, I think, is crippling. And I think it just, because we've been in a, in a bit of a rat race and we've been on this hamster wheel for so long, now that we're finally stopping, we can slowly reflect observe and sit with some of our emotions and I think I'm I'm emotional for all the right reasons for all the right reasons right now mm. and that is a lot like what both of you have described it does sound overwhelming because it's like you're going it's not like it's next door as well it's quite a journey is it Tanzania where you're going Tanzania yeah. right okay Tanzania. how long are you going to be there for So we, we, we literally, it's, it's a full two weeks. So we go on the 11th and we come back on the 25th. Right. Okay. And so like a lot of you are moms, Simran, I know that you're not, you said you're the, the youngest member of the group, but a lot of you are moms and, and it's kind of, you know, you're going to be away from your family for that time. And it's something just about you and the personal thing that you're trying to do. Like, how do you feel about that, Kieran? Um, look, here's the thing. I, struggled with booking this because I felt like I was seeking permission um I am I'm really lucky to be married in a very very liberal household I do no cooking I've never had to do stuff like this um but I still felt the need to ask for permission um and when I sat with this for a little while my husband came upstairs and he said to me he's like look what, what is it that you want I said I want you to tell me to go And he said, Kieran, you are, you're, le you're like, you're the leader of you. Why should you seek permission from me? And I said, because I need, what I realized in that moment is I am still a South Asian woman struggling to be me. 
I am still from the generation of my parents where I feel like I can only do something if someone allows me to do it. Um, I've never enabled myself. And, and that's huge. <laughs> like these are, these are huge boundaries to be breaking in themselves. So I felt finally when I, when I took the step for myself, and it was more so my husband telling me just like, look, take a break you can do this like it's two weeks it's two weeks out of your life like what is the big deal and when somebody says it like that it seems like such a small thing it's only two weeks um but the reality of that is I'm a mum to three children um and I and the reality of that being practically played playing out is my my children are um you know they have very long hair unshorn hair they are um, they wear a patka. My daughter <coughs> has, she has this beautiful long French plait. Um, and the reality of that is I won't be here t- to do them duties, which I feel like are, are my, my mum duties and I owe them. But in that moment, in this moment, in these like past six months, my eldest has learned to tie his own jura, tie his own geeski. My, um, my middle daughter is more than confident in like doing her hair and my youngest he's a baby so he'll just figure himself out with his dad but these are the practical are also giving them because now they can match themselves you know and had this not happened I probably wouldn't have stepped out of that zone of allowing them to do stuff um that they're going away for a week with you know, they their clothes out, we're packing their suitcases as well. So that gives me a little bit of, uh, it makes me feel a little bit better because I think to myself, actually, there'll be a way as well. And it's so weird, the stories and the narratives we tell ourselves in our minds. Um, women, for women to leave their ho- houses, whether they have children, whether they don't have children, whether they are married, unmarried, it is not easy. It is not easy. Simran's leaving her beautiful baby, well, her, her beautiful Baba, which is her dog. And that's part of, that's a child for Simran because, yeah. you know, they're so, they're so attached. So the practicality of stuff like this for South Asian women, is not easy. It's not easy. I live with, I, I live in an extended household. My in-laws live with us. My father-in-law has dementia. My mother-in-law is recovering from breast cancer. That's a lot of pressure on my husband. So he now has five children to look after. So these are the kind of like managing the hospital appointments, making sure that everything falls in time, making sure the uniform's done because we come back and then it's back to school. Wow, like it blows my mind just the amount of stuff we have to do to make something work. And And the fact that so many of us have done this, yeah, I am blown away by it. And I'm glad you actually described all of this because I think that sometimes it's like, oh, we're going on this voyage, haha, bye bye. It's not like that, you know, for you either, Simran, you know what I mean? Like you've got family, you know, you're a dog mom. That's a lot of responsibility in animal. I looked after a dog for a week and a half. Oh my gosh, the responsibility of looking after an animal, right? Um, but but you know, that the thing that you've described with with your kids, Kieran the hair and things like that, I would I would do the same thing. I would be like, oh my God. I now have to make meals for two weeks and put it all in the freezer. So I feel okay about the fact that my husband's not going to be overworked with three children and then I'm going to feel guilty. It's so mad that we give ourselves this mathematical equation in our heads. Like, 
oh yeah, you know, the time that he has to spend doing that and then I'm going to teach them to do this and it's all worked out. You're reasoning, you're justifying it when it's actually, it's okay, you know, it's okay to do that. But um, So I, I am glad that you said that because I think like this, the mom guilt is real and um, this whole I'm responsible South Asian woman and, you know, I've got to be there for everybody. But it's, it's a challenge that you're doing yourself. And is, is this a challenge that you guys... Um, you know, was it to raise money for charity or was it just a personal thing that we want to uh, achieve this for ourselves? We want to say, you know, we have done this and work towards it. A bit more of a personal thing. Um, so I turned 30 this year. Um, and last year when I heard about um, Asian Women Business climbing Kilimanjaro, I was really, really new into um, AWMB <laughs> altogether. Um, but for me, because I've always had this thing that I wanted to go back to Tanzania um, because my great nanny um, lived there and I really wanted to go there just to see see her and seek those blessings from her. Um, but she passed away pre-COVID, so I never got the opportunity to go back. Um, so I really always had that feeling in me that I will go back and see her. Um, but unfortunately, I couldn't. Um, so I feel like going back there, it feels like for me, it's more of a once in a lifetime thing that I'll do because I've got nothing left there. But it's also just to seek her blessings. As well as that, um, I've got history with Moshi as well, where um, my granddad resided um, after the Jellyawala Bark massacre um, temporarily. And so for me as well, like just going back to Moshi, well, also bring me closer to my dad's side of the family as well as my mom's side. Um, so yeah, I think for me it was a bit more personal. Also, I've never really been around um, wherever I've been. Like I've always travelled on my own for the past few years. Um, I've literally just mostly travelled on my own or with one extra friend. Um, and this is going to be like the first ever time I go away <laughs> with like so many people more than one person <laughs> um so I'm so used to doing everything solo um but everyone's been like a sister uh, like a mother <laughs> um in this group um and it's best literally I think coming into this I've, we've noticed so many changes within us as well as women like for me I've come more into Siki I took Amrit um this year um from going out last um and being this completely different person to becoming closer to my Siki. Um I think it all sort of is part of Kili as well. It contributes to a lot of that and all the changes that I've seen in myself um come from just signing up for this. But yeah, for me it was very much a personal journey. That uh that's a beautiful thing that you just, you know, you're going to touch that midi of the place where it was also home for your family. So that's like, that is an emotion. I feel emotional thinking about that for you. You know, it's it's a big deal and not everyone gets to do that. Um, but I mean, that's amazing. Like the, the way that you've described your journey that you've been on. And I feel like climbing this mountain seems like it's not just about the physical act of climbing the mountain. It's like, I feel like it's a metaphor for a lot of things as well. Do you agree, Kieran? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think just to touch on what Simran has said, this is ancestral healing. This is this is ancestral healing because 
what we're what we're finding is and you just said that nifty you know and and what i will go back to is we are we are women of sikh faith sikh background and um just just a history spin on it we we know that our first uh, our, our creator of sikhi dandan guru nanak dev ji they had five pilgrimages five dasis which we say and i feel like this is a very small a very niche part of potentially feeling what their gurunanak dev ji bai mardana may have felt when they were going um they didn't have all the kit we've got they didn't have gortex they didn't have you know like waterproof this sponge this and i truly feel that we have been guided by the divine so powerfully it has what started off as a few girls coming together signing up on a random email has become an opening to an ether that is so much more than any of us could have physically spiritually manifested because what's actually happening here is is you know like moves are being made Yeah. and although we're sat here right now this is both for me and simran this is our first podcast you know this is you inviting us this is our first podcast i feel like we are already moving mountains without having climbed a mountain and i can't i can't articulate the gratitude i have even for being here right now there is gratitude in every single moment because people like you reaching out and feeling and seeing this and seeing the value of this we can't articulate that thank you so much for being a voice for us like it is so valuable for us to be seen right now because you know we cannot be what we cannot see yeah well i thank you for coming on because you know this podcast is just it's all about women supporting women and just celebrating the things that we are doing as women particularly our south asian sisters our stories so i couldn't not i couldn't not have you guys on here i think it's awesome what you're doing i know that lorna's going as well isn't she because uh, she's yeah. been on this podcast before so she's the one that first told me about it actually i think it was uh, last year um when she just signed up to do it um and Ramat has been on the, on here as well talking about toxification so it's really good to know that she's involved as well and going to um shoot the uh, the documentary for you guys which is really cool um so okay practically right climbing this mountain <laughs> it's this is high this is like i i looked up somewhere so it's what 5895 meters above sea level four times higher than ben nevis which is the UK's highest mountain and apparently climbing to the top is the equivalent of scaling big ben 61 times okay yeah so yeah so you're not going to just stroll along in your sandals are you you this is requires training you've been training for how long oh gosh i would say every year now simran can you talk more about the training i think it would be good to come from you yeah i think um more around yes yeah, since we started really we've been doing walks every um week or two literally we've been doing walks around surry hills we did a camping um <laughs> night which was really interesting <laughs> um yeah uh we've done like literally every nearly every weekend we've been going out for walks overall gym wise as well um trying to like i've been on stairmaster trying to lift up the cage like 9 kg on my back and doing stairmaster for like an hour half an hour but 
as well as just the training. I've been eating loads, not going to lie. <laughs> so you'd expect someone to like lose tremendous amounts of weight, but I've like doubled. Yeah, because you're doing so much, is that why? <laughs> I've been, yeah, I'm just so hungry all the time. <laughs> and like even this morning, I was like, I went to the gym and I came back and I was like, oh, Kit Kat and Beery right right now. <laughs> So the training's been good. Uh, it's been fun. It's been interesting. It's been really, really nice to do the walks with everybody. Um, all of us have been getting together. We've done some walks with um, educating um, children with Gita. Um, we've done some walks around Surrey, um, which was part of the Surrey Trek and Run um, shop. They've been really, really supportive in terms of hiring equipment as well um, from them. But we've done quite a bit Um of long walks and they've been really fun interesting we've learned so much about each other um and yeah but I think on the mountains sort of the plan is to go at a bit more of a slower pace for me for sure as well as quite a few of the other ladies um because I think yeah hoping like it's seven eight days of walking <laughs> so yeah here we've just kind of done a few weekends stuff it's been really good um there was snowden as well um a lot of the ladies did to the overnight snowden trek um which was very cold and windy that's what i've heard overnight uh yeah okay so we did a trek we did a night trek to snowden because we were trying to emulate what it could potentially feel for us doing a um doing the summit night and starting at midnight and it was um it was, I, I've done Snowden many times. So I think in terms of the hike itself that I didn't find challenging, it was what came was how dramatically the weather changed. Mm, we went from wearing very light, breezy clothes to um, it was stormy, it was wet and the wind was wet. The wind was wet. We were really cold and a hike that should have potentially have taken us no more than five to six hours ended up taking us nearly nine um so we were it was it was really physical um but actually I feel so grateful because what I felt what if it was nice we wouldn't have felt the trauma of that afterwards mm. having input through our paces we really felt how the elements can really affect and how it can have a huge impact on you and your hike and how you feel um what I will say, I've never felt, and, I, and I, I was filming yesterday with Remeth, and one of the things that stayed with me was how cold my hands were to the point where I felt like I've never felt cold, but I couldn't figure out how to go for a week. Um, what, in terms of your fingers were frozen? Fingers were so I couldn't figure out mm -hmm. how to pull my, my pants down. Um, and I remember in that moment, I actually said, well, if I wet myself, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay because I've never known cold quite like that. And the thought of having to pull my pants down, squat with my bag on yeah. and then get up, pull my pants. Like, I know it sounds almost so silly as I'm saying this right now, but this is genuinely some of the things that we went through. And at that point I had resigned myself to, if I wet myself, I'm okay. Like did, I'm okay. I just have to deal with I actually found the courage <laughs> And I asked another girl to help me pull my pants down because at this moment, dignity does no longer exist. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly, yeah. And I said, look, I can't do this on my, I need somebody to help me. Um, and at that point we helped each other. 
mm. and we help each other and and that to me is true sisterhood that is uh, that is and, and you know we did have a giggle and we did say to each other you know what happens in Snowden stays in Snowden <laughs> but it's this is this is the thing like this is knowing that you can trust somebody so much that at 39 years old they can help you have a week and that's okay 100 percent I, I'm going to, I do want to talk about sisterhood as well a little bit, but I just want to, I wanted to say that I recently went to Wales um, with my kids and my parents and uh, nieces. And I think because I was just like overawed with the natural beauty of everything, I got a bit like, you, you know, like Mejambaligi and I was like, that's yeah. it. We're going to climb Snowdon. And uh, I mean, my kids, I think I'm just going to wait for a few years till they grow up, but it can, can it be done? I don't know about the night thing. Is it? Do oh, you? absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It is absolutely doable. I think the last time I did Snowden during the day, I went with my nephew and we did it in five hours up and down. Oh, okay. Okay. That sounds okay. I have climbed, I've climbed Mount Sinai before, you know, where um, Moses wow. took his commandments. Yeah. Weirdly yeah. on honeymoon, because like, you know, most people are just relaxing by the beach. But me and my husband were like, let's climb Mount Sinai because we're in Sharm El Sheikh. Um, yeah. So, but, and we started at night as well, but then obviously it's really hot there. And, um, yeah. and, it, to be honest it was such a different experience at night because like it was warm obviously cooler than the day but the the reason that we had to do it at night was because it's too hot in the day it like you know midday is too hot there and I mean you'll you'll probably have seen this on Snowden you'll definitely see it um, Mount uh, Killy but the stars that you see that will stay with me for the rest of my life like I have never seen a starry sky so beautiful as I saw. I was like, what? Like, obviously I had to look where I was going because I'm on a mountain, but it was amazing. Like, so beautiful. So I, I'm sure that you guys are going to see a lot of um, natural beauty as well. 100%, 100%. I mean, we cannot wait to be like absolutely romanticised and wowed by everything we see because I just think, I still keep telling myself, like, is this real? Is this happening? Because you know, you watch things in programs and TVs and magazines, and for some reason, you just look at it and you think, "Gosh, it's so beautiful." But you know, they're so lucky to be doing it, and to be on the other end of that, and to be the lucky person that gets to do it, I can't. Like the gratitude, just it fails me. I, I have no words. I literally can't wait to see this documentary. Not I want to just literally. I want to just I want to you know there's so much more I could ask you but it, you know I'd just go on forever um but let's just talk about Asian women being business this group and and the whole you know the concept of sisterhood and really feeling that so this is a group that you guys have both joined right yes yeah and what what is it all about um so Sim shall I go I feel like I'm talking so much you go Sim no no and so I feel like Okay, fine. Yeah, so, um, so essentially, um, Asian Women Mean Business is a community of um, South Asian women supporting each other. We, you do not need to have a business. Right. I don't have a business. You do not need to have a business. It's about growth. It's about being inspired. It's about having um, safe space to, um, to be in. And so I've actually been, I attended Ignite which was um, a one day um, like empowerment day with Rapinda. And I've always said to her, you need to do more. You need to do more. In lockdown, she um, did um, a subscription to a monthly um, space, which was then named Inspire. And we have 
bi-weekly masterclasses, things to work on. And I don't think you'd believe me if I told you it is just thriving, like it's thriving. Mm. And um, the way these women, look, let me take it back. Asian women can be bitchy. They can be a bit nasty and they can talk about you. This is the absolute opposite of that. It is on the on a, a completely different um, spectrum, and that in itself is so it bewilders me. Where people genuinely go out of their way to support you and find ways in how they can be your your shoulder, and so being in this space has for me personally. I mean, I've got a little girl. who's got a little business that she started through this and she is just thriving. She's just thriving. And I just, I look at her and I just think this is what I I want you to grow up knowing that your mussies are so powerful that it doesn't matter what you want to do, but you can go and run the world because you, you really can. And I feel that, you know, like in my heart of hearts, like even my, I'm a mum to two boys my husband like we all take so much and I'm the only person in here like the way we've all grown and the way I can look at stuff and you know like money mastermind that session stays with me because actually I couldn't book on to I'm Killy had I still had a, that narrative of I can't go out and spend so much money on myself mm. like this this the the trip in itself we've we've is self-funded we've paid five thousand pounds for um for ourselves I couldn't go and spend that kind of money on myself like I had to really work on why can't I spend this and and money mastermind really allowed me to sit back and think about actually what have I seen what's been done around me and what are my negative connotations about money um that is definitely one of the reasons I booked on to climb with Killy because climb Killy with AWMB because actually I realized that I I have put myself in a container and I've chosen to live in a box no one has put me there I've by seeing things around me I've chosen to do that and I think sometimes you do need to invest in yourself in order to really learn grow you know like look I'm somebody who thinks you know if you want therapy go and have therapy we all need different things in life and we shouldn't be here dictating what each other need, but finding a place that allows you to prosper and grow and nurtures your needs. I find that so special. That is special. And and it, Sim- Simran to me, I'm really maternal about Simran because Simran was, was somebody that I led into kind of AWMB as her inspire leader. And, you know, my issue is that I need to stop mummying her. Simran, how how do you feel coming into this kind of a sisterhood? And I know that you said before that you grew up in quite a white area. So this is, you haven't been surrounded by like South Asian women like this before. Yeah, so for me, uh, like I mentioned before, I've not grown up before I was living in Dulwich, which wasn't, didn't really have many brown people. And even school where I went to, there was like literally nobody. And then moved to Basildon. um, And there's like literally no one here as well. Um, So I was really, really like chuffed when I heard Rupin Benji speak for the first time and I came across a few of the Inspire ladies and I thought this would be an amazing way to sort of build like a network, an Asian network and see like what it's like to be within that cultural space because I've always had like, so 
sort of the Sikhi sort of upbringing, but I've never had um, cultural, like I've never been around um, brown people before. So I was like, I don't know, like, hopefully I don't say anything out of place or I don't act a certain way. I was very, very much nervous. Even though I say it sometimes on the calls as well, I'm like, if I say something, it's just coming from my heart. It's never like nothing like malicious or in any sort of way. Just kind of, I have no filter. Um, so coming into the space, everyone was so, so welcoming. I think, um, like, Kieran's really helped me to come out of my comfort zone. So I used to be a bit more, like, shy, quiet as well, uh, when, especially within this space, because um, I didn't know how to sort of conduct myself as well. It's like I just didn't want to step out of line. So I've learned so much, and, like, there's so many similarities to the women within our culture. Um, which was really, really good for us to sort of, for me to see actually, because I've never had that sort of contact or relationship or been able to like express it ever before because like my other friends, they get it, but they won't get it as much yeah. <laughs> because they're not brown. Um, so it was nice to come into this sort of space and see, oh my God, that happens to me as well. Is that like a yeah it, it um, sound like you've had some real growth in there as well but ladies we're, we're nearly out of time and I just want to quickly say thank you so much and good luck with everything and just quickly if you just share where people can follow more about you guys and your journey if they want to and obviously um, donate to the crowdfunder as well so our hashtag is climb killy with awmb mm-hmm. and you can follow us all at um AWMB, the main Instagram page. If anybody wants to follow the journey from uh, Kilimanjaro, then you follow our tour operators, which are Waho Travel, W-H-O-A Travel. And also Remeth has just um, set up a page because our documentary is currently unnamed. So the page is called Killy.doc. Follow us, cheer us, and you'll find the GoFundMe link everywhere because we are literally regurgitating it as much as we can um and just just thank you thank you for this time and space ladies thank you you so much both of you and wishing you so much love and so much luck you're gonna smash it and you're gonna honestly it's it's gonna be amazing and i wish i was going with you as well because it sounds so exciting thank you everybody for listening please do follow these ladies uh follow me too at sisterhood of mommy imperfect and until next week bye